The Lord Jesus drew me to the word about His preeminence. It is found in the first chapter of Colossians, primarily. Verse 15 says something quite interesting that I have glossed over before. He is telling us that He the Lord Jesus Christ, our Redeemer and Savior is the image of the invisible God. In John 14 9, our Lord said that when we have seen Him, we have seen the Father. He gave me the thought that when Adam and Eve were first created, there were no mirrors. There is no way they could have known what they looked like until they saw their reflections in a lake or a river or a pond. Then the Lord spoke to me and said that our true selves our hearts are invisible as well, that who we are when we speak and act are the images of us who are truly invisible. Since we see and know the Father through what we see and hear the Son do and say, people know who we really are through our images. Wow! This is exciting, and convicting. Now that our Lord Jesus Christ has ascended to the Father and no longer walks this earth, how are we, His body, to live in such a way that the lost, unbelieving, doubting world all around us can see the invisible Savior in and through us? Our invisible selves must be known through our words and actions in order to reflect and magnify our Lord in the same way His words and actions reflected what He saw and heard what His, and our, Father did and said. The unseen Father created the Son in the visible sense, He and the Father are one, they have always existed together. The world was created by and through the Father as related in Genesis 1:3 ff, but also formed by Christ as related in Colossians 1:16 for many reasons. One of these reasons was slash is to make the Father known and to exalt him in the earth. John 17:26 reveals this to us. Romans 1:19-20 makes it clear that creation itself makes God's existence known. Moses made God's authority, commands, power, laws, expectations, righteousness and justice known. Jesus makes God's character known and we are to make Jesus known. Why? For one thing, so that the true Son may be distinguished from the many, many world and self-created false Christs which may satisfy the flesh's desires for a form of religion, but which cannot save the soul or satisfy its need, and, hopefully, craving, for forgiveness, salvation and eternal intimacy with Almighty Jehovah God. Secondly, our Creator made us with the intent of us having an eternal father-child bond with Him forever. What happened that got in the way and caused both physical and spiritual death? Sin happened. Sin is disobedience. Sin is rebellion. Sin is going our own way. Sin is having no interest in loving the master of all the universe, turning away from him and only stopping and turning back briefly when we need something from him that our own efforts cannot provide. Sin is selfishness. How utterly audacious of the creation to spurn the creator. He is a dinosaur and we are ants, to use a simplistic metaphor. His power and authority could crush us in an instant, and his impartial justice would find us guilty on the evidence alone but He doesn't. He desires mercy over simply judgment. Why? Because He is real and the very essence of a love that mankind can barely comprehend, let alone emulate. From the very beginning, when He first formed the earth along with man, and breathed life into Him, He knew that even the initial crown masterpiece of His creative imagination, mankind, would fall short of the Master's perfection and glory. So, even then, He put a future rescue plan into effect that would result in our reconciliation to Himself, something we could never and would never do. This plan needed a sacrifice, the clean for the unclean, the perfect for the imperfect, the sinless for the sinful. No matter what you have been told, taught or understood in the past, the Almighty brought His as yet invisible self into time and space by sending a part of Himself to the womb of a young human woman by the power of the third part of Himself, His Holy Spirit. Once this fully God and fully human Jesus Christ was born into this world, His ultimate purpose and destiny was to die, for us. God Himself provided and was the sacrifice. The invisible God was made known through the image of His Son. During His earthly life, even as a boy, He spoke of His Father to us, He only spoke what He heard God speak to Him. 
he only did what he saw God do. And he was perfectly obedient, even to the point of death. For us. His earthly image displayed the love, power, meekness and truth of the unseen Creator. The Father was seen and made known through the image of the incarnate Son in His unstained and unblemished life. Coming full circle back to Colossians 1:15, the inerrant Word of God, the Bible speaks of the preeminence of Christ Jesus. Eminence is a term which means and signifies supremacy, first in order, highest in rank. Preeminence is a spot reserved for the only one who could occupy and rightly deserve even a niche carved out above and beyond that which mere human and angelic standards would dare to envision. He is incomparable, indescribable and, now, also invisible as He is enthroned at the Father's glorious right hand. And now, our task as His true sons and daughters Christians having been made new creatures and washed fully clean in God's eyes by His sacrificial, atoning and propitiatory blood on the cross, by His power and grace alone, is to be the image of His now unseen form. He made us unstained, and we must remain unstained by yielding and submitting to His ways, obeying His voice, cooperating with the inner promptings, leadings and convictions His Most Holy Spirit speaks to us daily in our invisible hearts and souls. The Word says we are His ambassadors, His witnesses, His disciples, His proxies. Let us get serious about putting away anything in our outer lives and inner lives that would mar, tarnish, soil, blemish, wrinkle or stain the image of the Messiah to a world that needs truth and faith and hope in the Savior's love. He is coming soon. The time is short. Let us embrace fully the sanctification He is working in us. We are His bride. Let us be sober-minded and diligent in our pursuit of holiness. Let us not dirty the white linens we've been given to wear and don before the wedding and the feast. May His wisdom and grace be ours in abundance. Amen.